Hey, Laura. Hi. Did you meet any new black people this week? No, that's why I'm so sad. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Portland. <laughs> well, 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 I'll add to that, however, that I didn't leave my neighborhood for the past, like, five days. Or my, yeah, you know, I went to the outskirts of my neighborhood. But that doesn't make it any browner, so... Okay. Nah. How about you? Any black people in your life? Any new ones? Um, my nephew turned three last week, and this weekend we had a birthday party for him. And wow. my mom was so pumped because I am not—I'm honestly not confident if the kid actually really loves horses, or if it's one of those things where my mom saw him say like something, enjoy something about a horse one time, and then just went really hard in the paint and decided that now he just loves horses and that's his thing. Parents do this. Yes, my mom does this. <laughs> Um, but either way, she threw him a like a pony party on a like this like ranch place. It was called. Oh, that's the cool. And it needs some love. It's a, it's a it's a bit of a sad place in my opinion, but it's black owned and it's as far okay, as I, I can was like, tell, are there black people there? There were new <laughs> black people that I'd never met before there, and and it's owned by black people. Oh, that's cool. As far as I could tell, I mean, unless it was like owned by white folks and black folks worked there, but that's okay, not the so vibe it might be I got. Black operated. Mm. That's not mm. the vibe I got. Um, it does get filed in the we need to do better category. Um, but all the kids had a fantastic time. I was going to say there are a lot of shots being fired here. How do we uplift this? <laughs> I mean, it was a sad place, but but the kids had fun. But the kids had fun. And that's what counts. That's where we're going to leave that. Okay. Fix it like Jesus. Fix it like Jesus. Fix it like Jesus. Fix it like Jesus. So who are you this week? I am Laura Solis and it is 86 degrees and I'm unhappy. Oh no. Uh, okay. I don't have air conditioning. This is, and I live in a house that's over a hundred years old. So that's so. what happens when you live in older homes. Yep. They, don't, yep. they, didn't, they didn't build them with central air back then. They do. Oh, but I do have this giant ice cube that came with one of those blue apron food delivery type okay. deals. Okay. And so what I do is, cause mama ain't raised no food. I wrap it with a rag and then I put my feet on it, and it's like you got air conditioning. It's all good. It's all good. So well, yeah, that is I'm an not. idea now, isn't it? <laughs> I forgot I had that. I haven't used it since last summer, but this conversation just reminded me. Well, so there look, you go. things are looking up. Things are looking up. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> it's not central air. It's localized. <laughs> it's localized. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm Aisha McGowan, and. I'm tired of folks still trying to figure out if white people can say the N-word. That's that's just where I am right now. Why is that even a question? <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but okay. that that that's who I am in this moment. Like, why right. are we still talking um, about it? That's your spirit right now. Okay. Yeah, that's my mood, my current mood. All right. So this week for Yas Queen. Was that better? Was that better? No, we last better. All right, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, <laughs> we're making moves. Our queen this week is Vinay James Bay. 
a B-E-Y, not B-A-E. Not that it matters, but you know, there we go. Um, she's six years old and her and her mother have created a coloring book that educates young children about black indigenous cultures around the world. Ooh. Isn't that cool? And it's beautiful. I love like, that. I might add, it is gorgeous. Um, the Indigenous Adventures of Princess Vinay. How cute is that? So see, now you have me thinking about, so I only learned about this perhaps 18 months ago, about there being black people, or at least I'm gonna call it a theory, because I don't know for sure, but I've seen multiple articles about it, but I, I can't testify to um, black people that were on what we now call the United States that existed here before the big ships brought them over. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of this? I have. Well, this I book series by this six-year-old and her mama, they explore the histories of native-born black people in Africa and America. So maybe they like touch on that somewhere. Maybe. Yeah. See, okay. You know, I need to. Okay, so the way history is set up, right? Right. The, the the folks who wrote that down, you know, they left out a whole lot of stuff. Like they just left, they just left it out. And sort even rewrote a bunch of stuff. They were like, now nah, we don't like that. We're gonna say it this way instead. Right? Right though? <laughs> because like even you know what really bothers me? I know we're like kind of getting off topic a little bit. But the thing that really, really bothers me, even like maybe on even the same level as the fact that people don't realize Jesus was black, the map of the world. It makes me Yo, what's so really good mad. though? That is like one of the biggest examples of white supremacy. Right. Is the way our map way, is set up. The way Africa is set up. Right. <laughs> Africa is bigger than you, son. It's Come so on. big. It is so Yo. big. Why does the map look the way it does, though? Like, why? Ooh, ooh, ooh. That. Oh, see, we just dropping gems today. Okay, we but we, we, gems. yeah. But yes to Vanay James Bay and her mama. This is wonderful. Yes. I'm on. I'm gonna buy it, and then maybe I'll give it to a little girl after, a little boy after. But yeah. I would like to read it, and I'm really into passing books along now. Hmm. Or borrowing books from other people. And what's real funny, I, I don't know if we talked about this before, but <laughs> you just discovered there's a, a public library. No, William did. No, no like how much these books cost, but you know, whatever, at the library. <sighs> yeah. We don't utilize our libraries the way we should no more. So if you're listening to this and you don't have a library card, please go get one and utilize the library. Reading's fundamental, yo. It is. Mm -hmm. Um. Last thing on this, there was a Jimmy Kimmel, maybe? He does that like thing where he goes out in the street and asks people questions. He asks folks to name a book. <laughs> Just one book. Just name a book. He, and he was like, you know, the Bible counts. He didn't say that to them, but like. Yeah, but okay, cool. A book. And some of them were like, no, I, I can't. And they focused on the people who couldn't, but the fact that there were so many people to make a whole video out of it. Wow. That is bothersome. That is bothersome. Wow. Name a book. <laughs> can just you name one. a book, folks? Can you just one? Just name a if book. If you are listening to this podcast, but you can't name a book, go go find a book. Just read it. Just read any book. Remember that library place Aisha mm. was just talking about? Make it happen, Captain. <laughs> All right. So Before this we get week, into the next discussion, I did want to bring something up 
about last week's discussion, which was okay. on colorism. Yes, yes, yes. Because I, I failed to bring up the brown paper bag test. Oh, what is that, Laura? <laughs> I'm going to refer to our friends Wikipedia, who, of course, take it with a grain of salt. But you know, our teachers told us I'm that was a reliable source, but I personally get lots of information from the Wikipedia. And then I fact checked in other places. But it's a good exactly. starting point. No. Exactly. So I'm just giving y'all a starting point and, you know, take it, take it with you, run, run with it. The brown paper bag test in African-American oral history was racial discrimination was practiced with it. See, this is not grammatically correct, Wikipedia. This is why people say you're not a reliable source. That's why I'm going to start that. On one more time. Because somebody wrote test. that and wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Seriously. Um, it was racial discrimination that was practiced within the African-American community by comparing an individual's skin tone to the color of a brown paper bag. The test was allegedly used as a way to determine whether or not an individual could have certain privileges only those with a skin color that matched or was lighter than a brown paper bag were allowed admission or membership privileges. The test was believed by many to be used in the 20th century by many African-American social institutions, such as sororities, fraternities, and churches. The term is also used in reference to larger issues of class and social stratification within the African-American population. Audrey Elisa Kerr documents the belief in the practice, but does not verify whether it was actually used. I don't know who that is. Maybe I should. Um, but that said, that's probably why Jesus is white is because otherwise he wouldn't have passed the paper bag test. They wouldn't I'll let just, him in their church. They wasn't going to let him in. So that's why they had to make him a white man. That's that's. Well, he might have passed because wasn't he like what we now consider like Middle Eastern? So he was definitely a brown man. It depends on whose grandma's house you go to because yeah, I've seen, seen Jesus. Jesus. I have seen exactly. Exactly. I have Jesus. seen <laughs> I have seen Lupita's cousin Jesus. So mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. So All I right. just wanted to bring that up just to give some more historical context for where colorism derives from in many of our societies. And again, not exclusive to the African-American experience, no, but global. certainly nice little it's, jumping off point for you to look into. It's truly ridiculous how much um, racism and like a lot of like practices are based on stuff like that. Like how are we gonna decide who <laughs> is worthy and not worthy based on a brown paper bag? Like what kind who of- picked the paper bag though? Who picked up the paper bag? Right? Like who was like, yeah, this is, this is this is the good scale. <laughs> Right? Like, <laughs> instead of, I don't know. We shouldn't Something have else. to do this at all. We don't need a brown paper bag to decide who mm -hmm. is worthy. That's not, that's not how you determine human worth. Like, that's Someone just not, like, that's not it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, everybody was wild back then and still are today. Um, maybe not using brown paper bags, but they're, you know, we're still, we're still struggling with colorism, unfortunately. Indeed. I mean, I'm happy the HBCUs are no longer using that as a part of their admissions, but. No, they were not. Is that what you said? Did I miss Historically, that? black colleges oh. and universities. Yeah, that went, I, use I the brown. Like that can't, that's not going to work for us. <laughs> that's not right. That can't be right. <laughs> I didn't even receive um, that information from you. <laughs> so Jarrett oh, Carter wrote an article called Bringing Back the Brown Paper Bag Test to HBCUs, which is in Huffington Post Black Voices. Um, back in 2015, so not that long ago, 
Oh, I just love when they use the do the little bibliography. Wait, was he Thank arguing you. that we should bring it back or that it oh, is God. inadvertently coming back? I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna read it for myself. You you you've given me the alley oop. I will <laughs> There you go. There you go. That is a mess. It be your own folks. It really do be your own folks. That's be your own people. All right, but this week we wanted to talk about interracial relationships. And interracial relationships. Jungle I fever. honestly have not been in an interracial relationship since high school. Oh, I was about to say, none of them high school boys are yours? Oh, you know I, I had, met your high school you know, friends. I had the Asian persuasion. That was where I was at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know that anything specifically changed about who I was attracted to on purpose, but I have mm -hmm. since then dated predominantly black dudes and um, it is what it is. And I've married one. So I guess we're done here. Like, I, 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 can, I, think, I think this is where the story ends. I think my opportunity for interracial relationships, <laughs> as far as dating is concerned, has mm -hmm. that ship has sailed. Mm -hmm. um, but you are currently in an interracial relationship. I am. And I grew up in El South Bronx, in the South Bronx. <laughs> and as I think yeah. I mentioned before, the apartment complex I lived in had this massive Puerto Rican flag. Like, I'm going to say it was easily 15 feet tall that waved, that billowed in the wind as you walked up, you know, the ramp to get into your apartment. I say that to say that clearly I was born in a, a predominantly Latino or uh, Latinx neighborhood. And that's who I dated. Um, and they weren't necessarily people from my block, but pretty much all of my boyfriends, all four of them was Puerto Rican. There was this one dude I had dated that was from St. Kitt, but like, they ain't really gonna talk about him. And admittedly, it had to do with who I was surrounded by, who I, who was attracted to me, who I was attracted to, but I mostly spent my childhood and young adulthood around Latinxes. So that's who I dated until I started riding a bicycle. And then I was surrounded by more white people. And the first white dude I dated happened to be a bicycle dude. And then my current relationship that I've been in for now over four years. He is um, born and raised in the Ukraine, made it over here with his parents and his brother about 15 years ago. And that's my boo. So yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily, so yeah, I'll leave it at that. Just giving y'all the history. <laughs> Which you don't know anybody, by the way. Nah. <laughs> But Thank you so like much. But what are what are um, experiences and perhaps what are opinions? How to contextualize that so right. you have some idea as to well, who have you dated? Blah blah blah. Anyway, um, so I was reading. Well, I was starting to read an article and was encouraging you to read an article. But then I learned that Too you couldn't spoilers. read the article. Too many spoilers. <laughs> because it's <laughs> the name of the article is cast of queen sugar gets real about interracial dating guess who was told don't bring the oppressor home 
So I was like, yo, Aisha, you should read this. And then she was like, nah, chill though, because she hasn't watched it. So, nor have I, but I was gonna read it. But anyway, the question that I pulled from out of that that I'd like to get our discussion to go on is, as a black person, can you date and or marry someone non-black and still uphold pro-blackness? So first, so obviously this question is directed to you and I'll answer too, but first a simple yes or no. And then if you care to, you know, oh. get into detail about it. Um, I don't know if there's a simple yes or no to this question. Mm. I've, I'm very <laughs> conflicted about this question, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, I feel like I understand <coughs> both sides, but that's because I do okay. believe that love is love. I believe you should love whoever you want to love. But I also feel like who you spend most of your time with definitely influences other aspects of your life, including sure, you know, <clears throat> including this type of stuff, like including how you live, work in your advocacy, and including whatever. Um, and that might not be a bad thing, but there's, I feel like it makes it easier to be more lenient when it comes to certain things. Whereas if you, like, I feel like if you were married to, let's say, let's let's be extreme about it. Like if you were married to Malcolm X, I feel like your lifestyle and your, your like thoughts and visions and opinions would be shaped differently than if you were married to, think of a very corny white man. Like think of, like, I can't, Seinfeld? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with Seinfeld. I feel like that would impact your the way you carry yourself through life. I really feel I feel that I feel strongly that way. I feel like I'm a much different person like I than I was when I was dating other people than I am when I'm married to William. Um who is in my opinion very very strongly opinionated when it comes to black things. Um, and on a scale, I, I have a scale in my head, which is a scale of one to hotep. <laughs> <laughs> that is a scale that I use. I yes. have the same scale. I have the same scale. Um, and you know, some, you, you, your number changes. Wait, 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 wait. For the people in the back, what's a hotep, Aisha? We talked about hoteps before, haven't we? Um, but we can read, well, we can read. haven't heard it. They might be new. Um. So think like almost maybe Louis Farrakhan, maybe they ain't heard of him neither. Um, it's like, okay, it's like these black men who refuse to see, no, black men who blame everything, every issue and problem with the world on white people. Um, but like to an extreme that you will, like you can't, they're very stubborn in that belief. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and in a lot of ways, it <clears throat> it starts to reflect very negatively. Like it, they, it, it's like to a point where they become so pro-black that they can't see anything else. For and me, another big issue <clears throat> with hoteps as we define them is that they tend to also be very misogynist. Oh, hell yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, 
but I feel like I'm not doing I'm that. Misogynistic. There we go. Much I know worse. I, I urge you to do more research research on hotepness. But as far as on a scale from <laughs> one to hotep, mm -hmm. um, I feel like people's number, they, it fluctuates. I really do. Um, like I feel more hotep some days than others. Um, and <laughs> Williams appears more hotep some days than other. Thankfully, I haven't really had a misogynistic issue with him. Um, uh -huh. And in that regards, I don't see him hotepy. But when it comes to like black issues, his hotel number is quite high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's interesting. I guess I am trying to see things through your lens, if you will. Um, I do think that it goes, yeah, I definitely agree that whomever your mate is, your partner, this person who you probably spend most of your time with besides your coworkers, if you, you know, work at an office, um, or yeah, whoever that individual is, is going to have an effect on you and how perhaps you potentially present to the world or they can have an effect. Um, I can't speak to anything other than what I have experienced. Of course. Um, I don't know that I could be any blacker, in my expression, in my style of dress, in my attitude than I am now, whether I would have been with a, a black man or if, cause I'm with a white man, I don't know if that would have been any different. Now that said, however, we moved here together from New York. And as if you've listened to earlier episodes of the podcast, the transition to Portland was or has been a game changer for me, a life changer. I want to say there was some mild traumas because it's white landia. Um, and so to seek comfort from feeling, I'm going to say oppressed on a regular basis by just the people around me from a person who doesn't look like me, that conversation is different than if he would have been black. And we've had that conversation before where he has been like, when are you gonna go hang out with some black people? <laughs> like, cause I'll be like, yo babe, today I'm gonna go hang out with the black women. And he's like, oh good. Because he knows <laughs> I need, I need to be around community. I need to be around people that look like me. Um, and we've had those deep conversations where he's like, you know, if you were, um, talking to someone else about the racism you've had to deal with at, you know, this place or that place, I know it would probably be different than when you're talking to me about it because, you know, you have to sometimes contextualize it or tell me about those nuances that I might not immediately understand because it's not my experience. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily say I would change that for anything different. Because in other aspects, we do relate a lot culturally because he is an immigrant and I mm -hmm. am a child of immigrants. And so on that level, he and I connect very deeply. Mm -hmm. um, so to go back to the question, can you date and or marry someone non-Black and still uphold pro-Blackness? I would say absolutely yes. Um, I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't know that it could be because yes. in no way, shape, or form, and I know you know this about me, um, but in no way, shape, or form do I decrease 
the amount of pro-blackness I have, you know, I I don't hide my Black Lives Matter earrings or my, you know, my Africa shirts or what have you, or I mean his, well, let me not add that. But the point is like, I don't, I haven't relaxed my hair for <laughs> anyone. If anything, he prefers when my hair is in my teeny weeny Afro state and he just doesn't understand the detangling that's involved with that. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> I think the answer to that is yes. Do I think that there are instances in which that has affected a person and they forget who they are because they are dating someone who is not black? Absolutely. And I'm sure that could go for any other race or ethnicity, but I think there is a simple yes or no to that. And I think the answer can be yes. Okay. I think I don't disagree. And I know it sounds like I'm flip-flopping because maybe I am too. I'm looking, I'm looking at the words. I'm looking at the question. Um, mm-hmm. As a black person, can you date and or marry someone non-black and still uphold pro-blackness? Yes, you can. Um, but I, I guess in my head, it, it makes it harder. And I guess for, it depends on what me. upholding pro-blackness looks like and what that means. Sure. Um, I'm sure that there's a spectrum for that. Sure. Right. So I guess the ability to hold, uphold pro-blackness, yes, it's possible. Um, but I guess that de- it depends on a scale from one to hotep. <laughs> what upholding. Like he can't, he ain't allowed to be a hotep. Yeah. Like oh. what upholding pro-blackness means. Yeah. Um, and if, and it's, I guess important to note that as far as hoteps are concerned, um, dealing with white folks, mm. um, is not even a thing that should be done. I can't go to the Hotep cookout with my significant other. That would he not be allowed. He ain't invited. <laughs> he and like there are there are pl- places like safe spaces where he would not be allowed. Like there I, are Yeah, I think we've had that conversation where um where he has driven me here in Portland. It was the first time I ever went to a meeting space that was for black people only. Uh-huh. And he drove me there. Um it was a um, it was a local chapter of Black Lives Matter. Um, it was a meeting. And on the way there, he was like, oh, can I go with you? Like, cause I'm driving you there and it's pretty far away from home. And I was like, actually, no, it's for black people only. And we had that conversation about black safe spaces. And I likened it to, because admittedly he had, it, it didn't, he didn't immediately go, oh, okay. It was like a wait, hold up, why? I want to support you was his initial response. And I was like, well, the way you're supporting me is by taking me to this space. Um, and then going into why these spaces exist, which I think it was easier for him to digest because we're both we both have a bike background and he recognizes, you know, there are women only spaces in the bike community for reasons dealing with the fact that it's a male dominated space. And so mm-hmm. likening it to that was like, oh, okay. It was easier to understand, I believe. Um but yeah, I mean he there's some cookouts he can't come to. There are, there are. Um but two big examples, I guess, of interracial or two popular interracial couple couples that we've heard a lot about in the past couple weeks were Donald Glover and his white baby mama, who I am so sorry, I do not know her name, and um, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Um, And so there's been a double standard almost, I guess, where Donald Glover 
was pretty much vilified because he did the whole this is America thing and like he he's created a lot of very black art including the television show Atlanta or whatever and people are trying to argue that he is not a person that we should listen to for pro-blackness because he has a white baby mama and that diminishes his ability to do so mm -hmm. um and then a week later after that argument was made Meghan Markle married Prince Harry and a lot of folks, black folks, let's be specific, a lot of black folks were here for it, almost saying like, oh, you know, Megan becoming a princess is great and blah, 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 blah. It's um, goals is what I was reading. Mm -hmm. From black people? Mm-hmm. That makes me so sad. I um, didn't double tap those photos. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'm tired of the the Meghan Markle marrying Prince Harry gives hope to black women. Like I have no desire to, to marry a white prince or prince. But I matter. don't, I'm like, what? Like that I is not the value of Meghan Markle. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> no. just not. She seems like a pretty amazing person beyond now being the Duchess of what are they? Something. Wherever. Um, <laughs> that's suffixes. how much I care. Nope. Sussex, um, not suffixes. suffixes. There you go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so is it fair to vilify Donald Glover for having a white baby mama and lift up Meghan Markle for having a white baby? Well, they gonna have kids because that's how that works. Um, <laughs> but for eventually having a white baby daddy or baby father or whatever you want to call it. And she's biracial. She's halfsies, she isn't she? She is biracial. So she is... Yeah, she is fifty percent black. According to the one drop rule, homegirl black. So, oh no, 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 no! I'm not. I'm not saying she's not black. I'm just saying we're giving praise. I feel like for the people in the back. I just, I think it's interesting how sometimes, and she's also a very fair skinned. Yeah, not very, but she is no, a fair skinned she, woman. She could pass in some context, in my opinion. Yeah, like depending in the crowd, they might be like, "Oh, she just came." <laughs> right she just came from cancun she just tanned um and i just think it's interesting that no one is talking about that about her white passive like she could be white passing um donald glover no matter what room he's in oh he's we a know he's a man um he now has children with a white woman he has two children with her yes, they've been together for a while i believe they have. um and long enough to have two kids that are not twins. No. So. <laughs> oh, side note. Have I ever told you about what Puerto Rican twins are? No. Why am so, I scared? <laughs> nah. So Puerto Rican twins is a term used for children who are born in the same year, okay. but they're not actually twins. So let's say you were born in January and I was born in October. Why are they called Puerto Rican twins? Because they trying to say Puerto Ricans have mad kids and they be having them back to back. I'm just saying. I just, I just thought. Oh, that's I was so offensive. I mean, oh no, it? Mm -mm. It, it is. It's I, I'm gonna call it offensive. Okay, I'm gonna call oh. it one of those things that people have claimed. Mm -hmm. And so, maybe it's okay if they say it, but as a non-Puerto Rican, I'm not gonna call nobody no Puerto Rican twin. I Did I like tell you about that lunch I had where the guy that was with me said, well, you're not fresh off the boat, which I was cool with because he was referring to being fresh and new to a particular thing. And he was a man of color. I don't know what color, but he was a man of color. And the white woman we were having lunch with was like, wait a minute, that sounds offensive. And I was like, 
I don't understand the problem. But anyway, I oh, and she like, said it, it would be a problem. See, oh, there are nuances. Yes, yes there are. But I, I was like, wait a minute. So do, do I question this? Do I not say this? I'm like, F that. I can say that. I'm a child of immigrants. Like I can say fresh off the boat, which that's what it's referring to. Um, although the he was using it in the sense of you're you're not brand new to this particular. Anyway, I think it's a matter of knowing your lane and driving yes. it. And like you started the conversation when, with, not my lane. That's not my lane. I'm people not still asking if they can use the N word. Nah, oh, we, we're not there yet. We're gonna talk about it. <laughs> we don't talk about it. But, but yes, um, um, back to interracial dating or interracial relationships. Trey Mo, Trey Mo. I liked their the puppet. I like their take on this. I think it was very succinct. Within a minute, mm. they came. They came. They came. He can't wait. I don't know how Tremo identifies. So they came for your edges. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, compared the royal wedding to Donald Glover, who I'm still on the fence about, admittedly, and not because he has a white baby mama. Um, it's because I still don't, I don't know his heart. And because I don't know his heart and his intent. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I mean, I still I, like I feel a lot like of music. It's so that's so unfair, but we've talked about this already. Yes, we have. My only issue with interracial dating, which I only bring this up because my boy Mundo shared something on my timeline yesterday, which was a parody on an interracial date. And it was a white woman going to meet a black man. I guess it was a blind date. And so it was all of those things that could potentially come up when you're from two different cultures um, and you don't want to necessarily feed into the stereotype. So he's like, yeah, I got here 10 minutes early because I didn't want to perpetuate the stereotype that black people are always late or I'll take anything off the menu except for the fried chicken. Cause you know, again, stereotypes. And she's like, I'm probably going to say dope in this conversation way too many times. And I don't use it on the day to day, but you know, I can't help it. And he's like, I rather you did it. And she's like, I can't help it. It's dopey dope dope. And my point of that is to say, don't go out your way, if you will, to go date someone simply because you have this sort of fantasy or you're fetishizing people and you're like, oh, it would be great if my baby had long black silky hair if I dated this Indian man, potentially, because who knows the way jeans are set up. Um, and I think that's definitely a thing that occurs. And that is yeah. also entrenched in self-hate when people want their children to not look like them. Is... That's a very real thing. They're a full channel. Like you would not believe how many on my explore page I had to block because Instagram had the idea that because I think they figured out that I date a white man, that I wanted all these mixed race baby Instagram things on my feed. And I was like, what the hell? Not on my feed, on my explore page. And it's like, this person is an Aboriginal. And this person is from Switzerland. Look at the baby they made. And people just double tapping because of how beautiful this baby is. You're fetishizing children. Like this is not okay. If this is what causes you to want to be in a relationship, nah, yo, not yeah, cool. That just goes right back to colorism. But I think that's an important, like what you just brought up is really important because that is a source of why a lot of people have a problem with interracial dating. Mm -hmm. It's because it's been abused by people who are self-hating and or 
straight up discriminatory where they're like, I will, I won't date a black woman because she is this or she is that, or I won't date a black man because she he is this and th he is that. Mm -hmm. That's a very real thing that happens. Absolutely. And um, I don't know if that, well, no, that definitely impedes your pro-blackness. If you're diminishing- Oh yeah, you're clearly anti-black. Yeah, you don't being, love yourself. You're being anti-black. But if you're just dating a white woman because that's who you fell in love with, that's fine. But there are there are some folks who are like I, I like I can't I can't deal with white people. I cannot love a white person. And that's a real thing and you know whatever. But um if you are I don't know, is it is it I guess that's a different question. Like is it okay for you to be like I don't want to date a white person if you're a black person, but not okay for you to say I don't want to date a black person if you're a black person? I think people, I think it depends on what it derives from, whether it's from a healthy place or not. And obviously that means that we're then judging health or trying healthy. to determine what healthy is. Mm -hmm. um, I think if it comes from a place of discrimination, then- Well, it's gonna come from a place of discrimination. That's the or, only place it can come from. Not like, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with that because I feel like, I could also be a person that's like, I love black men and black men exclusively because there's nothing like a dark skin chocolate brother. Like, and that could, or I love, <laughs> sorry, I thought this and it's ridiculous, but I, mm, someone's gonna take offense to this, but I love pale pasty white people that can't suntan. Like that might be a thing for somebody. It might be, but it's still discriminatory. How is that any different than the whole argument of like, um, of there's that debate when it comes to folks who identify as transgender or as, we've had this conversation before, like when it comes to um, sexual orientation or, or, or gender preference or whatever in dating and relationships, when you decided that you don't like a certain thing in the opposite sex or in the same sex. I'm gonna liken it to being a kid and saying you don't wanna eat the broccoli, but you ain't never tasted it before. Like you might think you might not like this thing and maybe you will never taste it. But I guess for me, it would be a matter of, it's not my preference and I can't see myself eating the broccoli, but That's different. it might just happen one day that I might eat the broccoli. And if we just change that to, my preference is that I don't like dating people from Antarctica, I'm going with that because that's safe. I don't like dating people from Antarctica. It's not my preference. I like what's around me. I like what I know, but life has a funny way of throwing something at you. And I might be at the bus stop one day and this dude from Antarctica starts spitting game and I fall for it. And hey, here we are 25 and years later me in Antarctica. different than I won't date someone from Antarctica. I don't like dating someone. Okay. It's very different than I won't. No, but I mean, I, I might only date my from the Bronx. Is, it might present itself as I won't date a dude from Antarctica. And I might wholeheartedly mean that. And then 10 years later, here I am at the, actually, I hope I'm not at the bus stop, but I might be at the bus stop and Miss Antarctica come through and I'm like, oh, word. I, cool. I mean, I can't say that I have anything against people who will say, I, prefer to or I have only dated and or prefer to date only white people or black people or 
Latinx people or people from Antarctica. Um, because I think I hold on to this idea that it's possible that 10 years later at the bus stop, you might fall for that person. Okay. Because I, life, because life. I feel like we're starting to drag on a little bit, but I feel, I, I, I kind of like where this is going. So I think that I feel like it's okay. Honestly, I, I know I posed this question before, but I feel like it's okay for a black person to be like, I don't, I don't date white people. I don't want to date white people versus a white person saying that just because there's this history of, of white folks royally screwing black people over and like royally, but Megan Markel. Okay. Uh huh. Keep going. Oh no. <laughs> that is yet, you know, Oh, the, I did that intentionally. I, <laughs> I, I know. I feel like that we on eggshells with that. I'm like, I'm waiting. Cause you know, Charles and Diana did work out and I wish them well. I really do Megan and Harry. And I hope like their love looks real. It looks genuine. It looks, it's beautiful and it's very cute and it's very charming. Like just the way he looks at her and the way that she looks at him. Prince charming. Touches. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, like I feel like it's gonna work out for them, but I I, I see the way that the royal family has been portrayed. I feel mm -hmm. like she's gonna have a, a uphill battle for the rest of her life. Like that's just. Mm -hmm. The fact um, that she made it this far? Yeah, it's, that's impressive, to be honest. I didn't even know that. But where I was going with that is like, I feel like I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't fault a black person for not wanting to deal with white folks in any capacity. I just couldn't mm -hmm. fault them for that. Just because mm -hmm. of history, just because of the way the colonizers have worked in the past. Ooh, now, okay, sorry. Mm -hmm. Now, if you choose to love who you love and you fall in love with a white person, that's your business. But I, I just can't fault. Okay, I, I'm not wait, saying I, I need to agree that you shouldn't be open to loving a person whoever they might be, whoever your heart might desire. But I can see where when it comes to historically oppressed people not wanting to be with the historic oppressor. Like, I just, I see that. I, I get that. And I guess I wanted to add, because I said, I think it's okay if a person's like, I only want to date black people or I only want to date white people. I should add... I'm okay with that if that's your own people. Now, if you are a black right. person and you say, I only want, I only date white people, you, we have a problem, according to me. Because I liken that to self-hatred. If you're saying that you only date white people and you're a person and you're a black person, like what? Now, I'm sorry. Because I totally see it. I see it differently if it's a, I want to date within my own like within, you know, within my own, I see that differently. Now, I think it's also worth noting that I don't feel like it's anyone's right to decide who someone else can date. Like, oh, nah, boo, do you? Families <laughs> are not excluded from this. Like, I feel like if Aisha or Laura wanted to date a white person and Aisha or Laura's mama had a problem with that, I feel like it's not up to Aisha or Laura's mama. I um, agree. And I think a lot of families feel like, they get to decide mm -hmm. in 2018, mm -hmm. the year of our Lord, that <laughs> what? they can tell us who to date. Now, my mom and your mama have not done that as far as I know, but there um, are some mamas who do. My and mama's rules were very, or her standards were very clear to me from a, an age long before I even thought of boys in that way. 
and it was he needs to be respectful. Fair. It'd be great if he loves his mama. Fair. You know, treating you right, all that. And don't you dare bring no boy in this house who has his pants under his underwear. And that was it. That was my criteria. I mean, I, was mama, I can understand that. It's like, okay. I did. So it dealt a lot with self-respect and for respect for others. And I was like, oh, okay. And she even went on to say, you know, if he's a chinito, if he's a moreno, if he's a blanquito, that doesn't matter now. <laughs> what matters is that he respects you and he respects others and he respects himself. And I was like, okay, cool. And then out I went into the world. I was probably seven. So I didn't go out into the world looking for nobody at that time. But I knew that. I knew that that would have been cool. There you go. And I think that's what matters. I feel like short of somebody beating the crap out of you, like I'm not trying to date abusers. Like that's fair. Nah, you know, that's, nah, that's good. Uh, nah. What was that? So I'm curious about what others have to say about this. Cause this is definitely a hot topic um, about interracial dating. And I agree with you. I don't think it's up to anybody else as to who can or cannot date anybody else I you know and laws historically made it so that I could not be with my significant other it at this sure time did. if I wanted to be so what you were I, doing would have been illegal what like mad illegal yo was mad, it mad illegal it? I don't remember it wasn't that long ago it wasn't long enough ago okay Seriously. like people are still alive who they sure are you know were living their lives in secrecy or you know and having their love in secrecy because it was illegal to love one another um and so I don't agree with any of that for obvious reasons and for reasons that I, you know, I might not understand yet. But the point is, you go and love whoever you want to love and mind your business. <laughs> like, All right. So let us know what you think. We want to know. Um, I think I think we've I think we've we've we've, we've done that. We've talked about that. Um, so this week on these internets, I'm going to talk about Mr. Mr. Lamar talking about Mr. Lamar, Mr. Kendrick Lamar, who recently won a Pulitzer. Good for you, sir. We, I stand. We're good. Um, but he has this thing within his live shows where he invites a fan on stage and allows them to sing along with one of his songs. And one particular fan of the Caucasian persuasion who we know Caucasian is not a thing, but a white woman's. Mm -hmm. um, she said the N-word while singing. No, she did. No, she did. Repeatedly. And this clip has made a wave on the internet and black Twitter was like, nah, nah, nah. And even in that moment, Kendrick Lamar was like, no, honey. He stopped her and he was like, this is a... He took the mic from her? I mean, she had her own mic at that moment. Okay. And called her on it. And she was honestly, she was real good about it, in my opinion. Like she shouldn't have done it in the first place. Um, so I had a, a couple issues with what she did, but no, I no, also- No, 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 How did he try to stop her? I need to know circumstances. Like, did he physically try to take the mic from her or was he just making no, faces? He, like, he stopped her, he stopped the song and told her she- Oh, I, I, Yeah, I. in front of the whole audience and asked the audience if they should let her continue. And she was like, oh, oh, no, no, did I do that? Like, she wasn't even like- and she. That's where I have an issue. She wasn't even aware. Like, because we know Homegirl was at home. Yup. She'd be in her car all the blasting way. it. Um, mm. But anyway, he, I guess he let her continue and she did it again. We don't know what happened after. But um, other things that are important to other people, 
did this on stage at the same show before she did people who were not black and they sang the song and just didn't say nothing when the n-word came up because that's what she's supposed to do that's what you're supposed to do so the internet kind of was like oh he did it to himself he set her up blah 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 blah. he did not set her up okay um you don't know the unwritten rules you don't get to say it okay come on son i usually choose not to say it but if i wanted to i could because I'm a black person. And that's the only rule. That is the only rule. Yep. That's it. If the white man's and the white women's would say it to you in a derogatory way back in the day or even today, then you qualify. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if they would not, if you were the ones saying it, Hold if your people, up. Hold if up. See. I think that goes against that flow chart. Does it? If you were white, so. you don't get to say it. You did it at this. I say that because it says in the, I'm referring to a flow chart that was posted on the Fix It Black Jesus Instagram stories earlier today. Um, and I believe one of the questions on it is like it starts off with, are okay. you? It says, which best, which describes you the best? White. A person of color, but not black, black or mixed with black. So a person of color, but not black. I'm going to go with that one. So let's go with an Ecuadorian mm -hmm. person of color. I don't believe, you know, who is not identifying or who is not in fact of African like descent, but they are of indigenous native people descent. So therefore a person of color, but not black, but not of African descent, a white person would have called them a derogatory term too. And it might have been a different one though. Right? It might have been. Say again? Say again? I feel like I feel like the N-word mm -hmm. was reserved for black folks. And they they came up with maybe equally. I mean, white folks have deserved. always been very creative in their racism. And I feel like <laughs> they really have. Like I feel like they've gone out of their way <laughs> historically to be awful. And um, in my opinion, and I guess I'm not the authority because I don't feel like any one person is the authority, but in my opinion, mm -hmm. if you're not a black person, you do not get to say the N word. I disagree. I, I guess for me, growing up in the neighborhood that I did, if, and I, I I'm trying to make the distinction of the fact that there's certainly, as we spoke about last week to some extent, there are certainly Puerto Ricans, for example, that are of African descent. And then there are Puerto Ricans that are not of African descent, as there are Ecuadorians, Hondurans, Panamanians, so forth and so on, Brazilians. But I put it to you this way, I guess the, the accepted rule on my block was if you grew up on this block and you are a person of color, so like albeit Puerto Rican who is not necessarily of African descent and you said the n-word no one flinched there was this was not a problem this was not a problem because we was all in the same struggle like I guess we just we were all although obviously different in the manner in which we felt oppressed I guess by the white man it was very similar now, yes, there's uh, white privilege and things of that sort and 
people are different colors and so forth. But on my block and on many other blocks like mine, if you was Puerto Rican, Dominican, what have you, and you said the N-word, it, it is what it is. It was acceptable. It, and I still, I mean, I don't use the N-word. All right, all right, all right, all right. What if they grew up on your block? I don't know who grew up on your block, but what if they were Indian? Like from like, India. Like from India. So we're using this word properly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they said it? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had a problem with it. Mm, I would. And I did. And I have. <laughs> and I, mind you, I say this and I'm not ignorant to the fact that obviously, historically, this word was used for a very specific group of people's oppression. I recognize that. And perhaps five years from now, my, my opinion would be different. But at this time, if my friend who, whose family's Indian or they grew up in India, grew up on my block and they said the N-word, not flinching, not, not batting an eyelash at it. Nope, 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 not here for it. I mean, I grew up in a neighborhood with a lot of Indians and a lot of people from various con countries in mm -hmm. what is considered Asia Pacific Islands. Mm -hmm. And they all used it. And mm -hmm. it bothered me to no end. It, mm -hmm. it still would. Like if I heard an Indian person say it or a Chinese person, a Filipino person, whatever, yeah. I'm not here for that. If you okay. are not a black person, in my opinion, you do not get to say the N word. Okay. Ever, like ever, 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 ever. I mean, I'm guessing if you say you're not allowed to, I don't think there's exceptions. Mm -mm, no exceptions. Yeah. You just don't. You just don't okay. get to. What you do in your own home, I have no, I can't control that. And what, whatever her name is. What she do in her in house. Because we actually, we know what she does in her car. In her yeah, because she, she did it without thinking. So we know mm -hmm. she does it in her car. And we know she mm -hmm. does it in her home. Don't do that mess in public. Like you shouldn't even be doing it at home, but we can't control that. But we don't want to hear it. That's what mm -hmm. I'm saying. And I guess I don't, I'm trying to think back to, oh no, he's of African descent. Cause like, I'm even trying to think about rappers, for example, cause I'm trying to think of like a mainstream way to try and contextualize this for people in the back. Um, and I'm trying to think about rappers who are not of African descent, but are people of color, but I can't think of any right now. Cause the example that came to mind and admittedly, I don't know if he ever used the N word, in his lyrics, but I'm thinking about Big Pun, who is a rapper from the Bronx, who has since been deceased for a long time, but he's one of the greatest rappers. Isn't he Puerto Rican? He is Puerto Rican, but he is of African and Taino descent. Right, so I feel like he can say it. Okay, sure, but the next Puerto Rican, who is not of African descent, but might look very similarly to him, but is not of African descent, but would be of Taino, which is native or indigenous descent, they would look very similarly, and if they both said it, do you spider? I mean, not like I, I understand why you feel the way you feel. It is easy for I me to like get that. I feel like, like I consider those black people, but not all Puerto Ricans and Dominicans are of African descent. Some of them are of straight up European descent with blonde hair and blue eyes. And if I were to see that person, like visually, I don't care anything about your upbringing. And admittedly, I recognize the uh, the 
contradiction in what I'm about to say. But without knowing anything about that person, if I saw, like I went to school, what with, I knew several people of Puerto Rican descent that have blonde hair, green eyes, blue eyes, what have you. And if they were to say the N word and I didn't know anything about their background, I would think, and I, because they just look white, I would be like, hold up, what? I would come for you. And Absolutely. I think you should, because I feel like how you appear in the world has a lot to do with how you're treated. And so if you are a white presenting person and you can pass as a white presenting person, I think that influences Absolutely. a lot of things. Absolutely. And I guess the people who I've been thinking about to this point are people who would be, I want to say it's obvious to an onlooker it that they is. are a person of color. Um, but I also, and so if I was, actually it's not necessary for me to talk about that, but the point is, I guess as you get older, I do wonder, because of course some of these people are older, but well, yeah, most of them are, because we, we all age, right? Um, if some of them who are or were white passing stopped using that language because they recognize their privilege and they were like, hold up, this ain't gonna work out. Or they just recognize how that appears to the world. Yeah, I hear you fine. It just sounded that like- That means were... I've been recording off of the headphones, not oh. off of the microphone. It sounded like and you were wrestling. That's because my microphone is on the headphones is moving around on my t-shirt. Oh, got it, okay. All right, let me see if I can try and switch that. But um, yeah, I guess I'm happy for how Kendrick Lamar addressed it and that he addressed it publicly. And um, I mean, without having actually taken a look at it to see it for myself. Um, but let's see, input, output. Can you hear me now? I can hear you fine. Oh, there we go. Now it's recording off the microphone. Great. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like we spent a lot of time on this. All of those, chart, yeah. But um, at the end of the day, for this woman who is a white woman, um, nah, yo. she can't. <laughs> and and nah. I think she handled being called out really well. And I appreciated that. I appreciated her not trying to defend her right to say it. She was just like, oh no, did I say it? And he was like, yeah, you did. And I thought that was, I feel, I, I wish every conversation about the N word went like that. I dig that. Um, you know, we don't. But it does not. And the people want to defend their ability and their right and blah, blah, blah. like, just don't. And when in doubt, like if you don't know if you can say it or not, don't, don't say it. Nah, yeah. That's a good rule too. Mm -hmm. Like. I am not a huge fan of the word, but I feel like in certain contexts, it works. Um, but if you are just using it because you find it amusing or whatever reason, mm -hmm. don't. Just don't. Just don't. I dig it. All right. Um, 45. So during this podcast, I'm just going to say what had happened was... Um, a federal judge decided that the practice of blocking Twitter users who criticize him, him being 45, violates the First Amendment. So. Wait, who decided this? A federal judge. Wait, saying that can't mm. block them? Woo! Sorry. Voldemort. <laughs> he who shall not be named 45 <laughs> is. Wait, 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 hold up. 
give me some context to this. Why was this brought up in the first place? You know I'm bleeping his name out, right? <laughs> I appreciate it, actually. I, I would hope you did. I think that's the first time I said his name in many Ooh. months. Oh, it hurts to hear. <laughs> so I would like to thank Black Jesus for the following. Um, did you put your hands together like you was about to pray? <laughs> I did. Dear Black Jesus. Oh, my God. I love it. Uh -huh. <laughs> Um, black man, this is the, the headline, black man graduates with law degree and MBA from two different schools on the same day. Yes, he We're not even gonna go further into it, but thank you, black Jesus. Yes, he Won't did. he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Well, um, no, but black he, man did it. Black, black man, man did it. Black, black Jesus, thank you for putting out the magic or whatever. Um, but he did the work. The black man did the work. Yes. Um, and... The state of Georgia is just gonna be black as hell. That's what's, Georgia. That's what's hopefully gonna happen. So you, we remember that Atlanta has a black mayor, Keisha, Keisha Bottoms, right? Mm -hmm. And Stacey Abrams won the Democratic primary for governor. Yep. So she can possibly be, like this ain't happened yet, but she could possibly be the first black woman governor. And I Georgia's feel like- Georgia's a blue state? You know, I don't know. I think it's a, is it a red state? Is it a blue state? You don't want to and I live here. Let's see. I'm like, is you Georgia tell me. red or blue? Thank you, Google, for just knowing what I wanted to. Right? I'm Googling it. Um, It's a red state. Mm. According to this article from April 28, 2017, it went red in 1964. It was Damn. blue from 1868 through 1960. Wow. But can I also just say, we are still out here making firsts. What is that about? It is 2018 and we still haven't had our first African-American governor? Is that real life? Woman. I'm sure they're black governors, but not women's. Not the women's. A mess. Um, so moving on to less wonderful things. This week for Fix It, Black Jesus. Uh -huh. um, I know we talked about lynchings that were happening or suicides. Um, I'm putting that in quotation marks that you can't see. Mm -hmm. um, but they found another one, another black Muslim teen. So this was a black Muslim teen found lynched in a tree in Washington state. So I'm going to ask black Jesus to what? that. Yeah. The saga of white folks calling the police on black people for existing continues. Um, there was a man, I believe, I saw this article yesterday where they pulled him over and detained him because they saw suspicious, I'm quoting again, suspicious vegetation on his windshield. Did and he, he have like, weed on it? It was a tree. And he told them it was a tree, like tree leaves or what branches. What else could something. it look like? <laughs> and he was like, test it. This is a tree. And he recorded this on Facebook Live. He was like, Facebook, y'all see this Facebook? You know, trying to like make sure that- what? somebody would be held accountable if something happened to him. He's okay, yeah. thankfully. But someone called the police because he had leaves? No, the him. police saw the leaves and pulled him over. Because um, there were leaves, Aisha? Yes. Wait, all right, hold up, because I know the people are going to ask. Were, there, were the leaves so plentiful that they were obstructing his view and therefore making the driving situation It had dangerous. nothing to do with that. The, the vegetation was suspicious. That's what the officer said. It was wow. suspicious, not obstructing vegetation. Wow. Vegetation. We can't let that hold us down. We still got to go outside, y'all. Also, super terrifying. Mm -hmm. This woman was 
kidnapped and sexually assaulted by a Texas state trooper. And what can you do? Like, what do you do? What do you do? Kidnapped and then assaulted? Right. How so did we learn her and her, I guess, fiance came, like, made it to the scene. Like, she called him or something. And he made it to the scene. And the officer threatened the fiance and said that he would arrest him or something like that. And so the officer drove away, was trying to put his hand up her areas and drove behind some sort of place by like a trash can behind a, an establishment and was trying to sexually assault her, like put his hands where they shouldn't have been and was telling her, all you have to do is give me what I want and you can just go home. I won't. What? And she was like, take me to jail. Please just take me to jail. Like, I don't like, this is not what I want. Um, and luckily her fiance didn't listen to the officer and followed them. And like, as soon as he saw, um, the, the officer saw the fiance approaching, he drove off and took her to jail. Um, what? that's a whole, that's a whole mess. Like, what do you do? What? How do you, what do you do? You can't do anything. I only recently, because I've been blind, deaf, I don't know, learned about these instances by police in general. Um, it certainly has not been exclusively white police who have been abusive of their power in that way in which they will stop women and then ask for sexual favors in order to you know, allow them to leave without getting a ticket and so forth and so on. But obviously this is another example of people abusing their power or so-called power, perceived power and this is disgusting. Like, what if the fiance would not have made it there? Like, this story could have ended differently. She could have been in the bushes and dead. Like, what? Yeah. What? Oh, I remember um, another really obnoxious thing that happened. So um, in Milwaukee, of all places, where Sheriff David Clark was a thing. Mm. Ugh, that man. Um, NBA, um, NBA player. What's his name? Sterling Brown. Which that? is also the name of an actor. I was but gonna say, wait a minute, that's for the Bucks. He's a rookie for the Bucks. And the police spotted his car, pulled him over, and this is they tasered him and arrested him. And you ready? Are you ready for the why? Because I can't even understand the why. Are you ready for the why? Mm -hmm. Suspicion of resisting arrest. Now, what the hell does that even mean? Granted. So we know what the, that means. They saw him, they looked at him, they were like, oh, he's the type to resist arrest. So we might as well take preventative measures that will cause him harm. That is not an offense, so you can't be suspicious oh, of no, 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 arrest. No, no. I'm not that, but we know exactly what they were thinking. They saw a big black man and they were like, oh, not you. Now here's the, here's the kicker. If that wasn't enough, there is video of this and nobody is, the public hasn't seen it yet, but the people in the police department in Milwaukee who have seen it are terrified because, and I quote, they say it looks really bad and they have no been shit, preparing, like maybe even worse than we're imagining, but they have been preparing leaders, like community leaders for how to deal with the reactions. That's how bad whatever we about to see is going to be. What has Sterling said, if anything? I don't know if Sterling has said anything yet, but how long ago did this happen? Say that again. How long ago did this happen? Um, two a.m. on January twenty-sixth, and it still hasn't come out. Wow. So yeah, uh, 
Yeah. Did That's you real. have anything to add to our fix it black Jesus? Uh, only one thing. Okay. Um, so in Vegas, some not very long ago, some 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 hours ago, not hours, some uh some days ago, this black man who had applied for a job at a mall in Vegas and was denied the job, came back with a fake gun into the mall and you know was telling people he was going to shoot him up. He was wearing a mask and he had a replica AK-47. Now given someone comes into any place that I'm at and they got a gun real or fake and they're, they look threatening, I'm concerned. Now, what I find interesting about this is he is now being faced with charges of terrorism. Mm -hmm, for a fake gun. He didn't, in fact, harm anyone. Um, but we got homeboy in Charleston that killed all those people in that church that killed nine people. We have the Parkland shooter that killed 17 people. Oh, don't forget that the we church got man got Burger King. I think Burger King and a, and a bulletproof vest. And we a got, bulletproof vest because they knew somebody was going to try to take him out. We have the dude in Sutherland kill 28. We had the Vegas shooter kill 59. We had the Santa Fe shooter kill 10. None of them faced charges of terrorism. All of them were white. What in the good Effington? Now, don't get me wrong. I think this man should have to deal with the consequences, most certainly. And clearly, he is not in his... I don't think any of these people were in their right mind. But regardless, your body shot him up. We need to have a conversation. We need to deal with these com with with this with the issues. So now, either everyone needs to be charged with terrorism because it, it is in fact terrorizing to have people thinking that they're about to go die. Um, although I don't know the true definite uh, what the charge of terrorism entails, what but clearly, when you know? are successful at killing fifty nine people, you done terrorized everybody. That's terrorism. Yes, yes. Right. Right. I feel like that's terrorism. What about homegirl who? I don't remember what school oh, it was, it was but like she was walking Kansas around with that. Or Kentucky or, or yeah, Ohio. Yeah, she walking around with a very large Real. <laughs> a very, oh, here you go. Um, Kent State graduate. She, let's see. She brought a semi-automatic rifle to school and took photos of it with her graduation cap that had also uh, an outline of a semi-automatic rifle on it yeah. Mm -hmm. And she, she spent alive. time decorating that. She, yeah, she chilling. She chilling. White woman. That ain't. She ain't. We already know. We already know. So that is that is all I have for white Jesus. I'm sorry. I have nothing for white Jesus. That is all I have for black Jesus <laughs> <laughs> to fix this week. Um, there was actually a meme that I saw. I guess it should have been about the internet, but um, there was a, a person who asked on Twitter. How many school shootings will it take for laws to change? And just the response one. was like, just one, a black student shooting white kids. That's and they're so, that's, 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 that's so it. real. That's, that's so real. And I hope it never happens, but they're for not real. wrong. Seriously. Seriously. So this is right. for black creatives. I'm so curious about what you have here. <laughs> oh, just Big Shaq, you know, the creator of Man's Not Hot. He has a new hit out called Man Don't Dance. I, I don't know Big Shaq. Um, the tingles from pum pum ting ting pum or whatever the words are. Oh wait, the guy with the cucumber? You don't know. Oh no 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 no. Oh. You've never heard "Man's Not Hot." Where? What rock are you under? 
I, you really never heard man's not hot. I, I don't know this. I don't know this one. Oh, okay. I, I'll have to listen. The thing is going pop, pop, pop. Nope. Pop, pop. nope. <laughs> you sound like the cucumber man. Nope. No. Nope. Cucumba. That's the cucumber. Yeah, I love the cucumber code. <laughs> he is so nice with it. His flow is so real. Cucumba. <laughs> You have to dance and go with it. <laughs> That's the dance. Come on. For my black creatives, um, you probably have already heard, but Barack and Michelle Obama have signed with um, Netflix to do numerous docu-series, documentaries, things of the sort. It's pretty vague, or perhaps it's just they intend to do multiple productions with Netflix. And Obama was like, you know, while I got the opportunity to be president, I met lots of people from different walks of life. And this is going to allow us to tell their, you know, the American people's story. I'm really curious to see what this is going to be, because I don't know of anything creative that the Obamas have done before. Um, so I really don't know what their vision would be, but I'm here for it. Anything that makes me feel like they're still in my life, I'm, I'm for it. I'm for it. All right. Go There's for a it. dog in the church. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I started looking at your dogs in church. Um, oh, excuse me. How much? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lady. <clears throat> um, now nah, I'm going to hold this till next week. I don't remember this one. This is apparently since February. All right. Well, I haven't done one of these in a while, so please judge me for my <laughs> my rustiness. But <laughs> bus, how? Sound like you clapping at church? Like, no, you gotta. Speaking of church, <laughs> this woman. I've seen this on the internet as well. But this woman brought a dog to church, and this dog is straight singing with the praise choir. Not like with the praise choir. Not on like not in the pulpit, but like. The owner is holding the dog and the dog looks like she's like the dog is praising and worshiping wow. along with the congregation. Wait, okay. Um, you know, hmm. you know, that's a lot, but that happened. And then my other one, oh, you want to, you want to take one. You want to take one. Go for it. I have one. Okay. So we all know, I'm not going to pretend to know his last name. That racist man, Aaron Schlossberg, I believe is like, the attorney who was going off on the people at the salad spot that were talking Spanish. Mm -hmm. Well, the way New York is set up, <laughs> you can't come for one and not think we ain't all gonna show up at your place of work. So what happened was everybody figured out where this man worked at and then they had a rally. They had a mariachi band in front of his office and they had their megaphones. Everybody was speaking the Spanish. And they were letting him know that his racist ass had to go. So now this this did man they his apartment too. I think they did, and like people have been coming for this man. I really appreciate how this is set up or how this has been going on. Mm -hmm. Mind you, I'm not usually here for people being physically, you know, caught out there because of their wrongdoings. Actually, that's not true. I'm from the Bronx. But anyway, the point is, he said. <laughs> On the Twitter, on just yesterday, he said to the people I insulted, I apologize. 
Seeing myself online opened my eyes. The manner in which I express myself is unacceptable and is not the person I am. I see my words and actions hurt people and for that I am deeply sorry. While people should be able to express themselves freely, they should do so calmly and respectfully. What the video did not convey is the real me. I am not racist. One of the reasons I moved to New York is precisely because of the remarkable diversity offered in this wonderful city. I love this country and this city in part because of the immigrants and the diversity of cultures immigrants bring to this country. Again, my sincerest apologies to anyone and everyone I hurt. Thank you. And to that, I say, chinga tu madre. But anyway. That reminds me of, I'm not gay no more. <laughs> I'm delivered. <laughs> I wow, that was a while ago. Equally, because that man's still gay. <sighs> and this man's still racist. So pretty much. What, only He just got caught out there, and he need, he's, he feels like he needs to address it. By the way, I forget that, I, I forget that the, the I'm not gay no more guy's name, but his Facebook, um, his Facebook page is really hilarious. If you have a lot of time, and nothing to do. <laughs> it is so good. I should go to the depths of the internet. You find things. Someone that showed I... that to me. I didn't find that one. Someone showed okay. his Facebook page to me. Okay. Um, but bus how? Mm. You didn't even, I don't even think your hands even met for that one. <laughs> wow. Wow. Please continue. Please. It's okay. Let's just move on. Let's oh my word. <laughs> Fix it like you all right. Anything else you want to tell the people, Laura? Lord of mercy, I'm thirsty. Okay. Well, now they know you're thirsty. Anything else? Uh, go make your money. Work hard. Okay. Go party. do good things. Go do good things. <laughs> See, what? Wait a minute. I think I'm like I might be, perhaps, pleasantly surprised with how well you do that. I don't even understand how. Wow. Uh, I love me some cards. Never cease to amaze me. Huh. Um, oh. so thanks for listening. Let us know what you think about interracial relationships. You can let us know on the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Instagrams at Fix It Black Jesus. Send us an email at fixblackjesus at gmail.com. And I think that'll do it. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, whatever. And tell a friend, because sharing is caring. Anything else, Laura? Sharing is caring. I like it. Okay, bye. All right. I'm Aisha McGowan. Oh, wait. I'm Lara Solis. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Please fix it, Black Jesus. It's so hot. I'm going to go get my ice cube right now.